You're locked on to Hans Solson and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Scotty, 97.5, DKSL Sports Zone. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hey, um, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know really how to address this, Hans, but um, I think it is something that is uh, obviously something worth mentioning and something that our thoughts and uh, certainly prayers with those affected, uh, unfortunately, in Kansas City during the parade going on right now celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs details still a little murky um but there has been a shooting um in uh, uh around the parade again I'm just seeing stuff on Twitter about it I don't know any of the details I don't know what the injury situation looks like but again uh looks like a really ugly situation going on in Kansas City um I, the extent of it I don't know um but uh, again anybody's affected certainly our thoughts um are with them at this time as uh again looks like uh there is uh really some ugly things going on in kansas city right now well i'll just go off because obviously we've got the tvs pulled up and we're watching twitter but i'm going to go off a piece that was just posted at espn and read from it so people at least get the accurate information as far as espn is reporting it shots were fired at the end of the kansas city Chiefs super bowl parade today and just recently, within the last minutes, injuring 8 to 10 people. Fire Department Battalion Chief Michael Hopkins declined further comment, saying that additional information would be released soon. Police said in a news release that two people were detained. Fans were urged to exit the area as quickly as possible, but two people are detained. As things currently stand, 8 to 10 people injured, as we know right now, no fatalities, at least that's been reported. Kansas City Police said on uh, Twitter that um, there, there is a child reunification station that's been set up in case parents got separated from kids, if kids ran, because there was quite the scramble, I guess, when the, the shots were ringing out. Um, they also tweeted that we still have several needing reunifications, so you can... Go to those reunification stations if if you do need to find your loved one. But um, there, you're already starting to see. I just saw this. Just as came through from Drew Tranquil, one of the linebackers for the Chiefs. He said, please join me in prayer for all the victims in this heinous act. Pray that doctors and first responders would have steady hands and that all would experience full healing. But it says the shooting broke the celebratory mood at the Valentine's Day Parade. Chiefs fans marked their third Super Bowl title in five seasons. So that's where we're at. We're, we're now watching the, the footage of ambulances moving throughout the road. And 
and fans trying to move towards their vehicles and but but they do have two individuals detained the shooting is stopped it was not a it doesn't look to be an active shooter situation but they've got two detained and it looks like they got this somewhat under control scotty hmm. yeah just a uh, horrific situation seeing video right now of uh, Kansas City fans at the parade um, actually chasing down and tackling um, one of the shooters. Um, and, uh, again, allegedly. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a really horrific situation. And, and glad to hear that, uh, you know, obviously there's injuries and, and you hope that certainly, um, well, now ABC News reporting, actually one person is dead and nine injured after a shooting in Kansas City, Missouri following the parade so abc news is reporting that there is now one fatality um from the shooting so and as you mentioned two people have been detained all right um hands uh kansas city winning the super bowl and you and i talked a lot about this on monday in regards to the 49ers not taking the ball or not uh uh kicking off in overtime with the new new overtime rules we played or we referenced the uh podcast with travis and jason kelsey well this is travis kelsey and his response on the sideline when he found out that san francisco wanted to receive the ball to start the overtime instead of kicking off do win the coin toss that's that's what you get you get the opportunity to have the advantage and they handed it right over to us yeah, well, Damn I mean, it, it, thing. not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge. Like when they said we want to receive, and the ref looked at Fred and he said, "Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> you Dude, sure you want to receive?" And he said, I "Yeah, was, yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball." I was, I was texting. Just like, I got. I jumped out of my seat and said, "They're getting. Hey, hey, here we go. Here we go. Let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like just hold them to three. We're going to go down here and win this thing, baby." Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened because we go over the same situation in playoff football. I know they're enjoying things because they won and and he can say all that stuff, but I guarantee that was going on on the sidelines. And I guarantee Kansas City's like, what? And according to uh, Kelsey, even the official was like, wait, you sure? You sure this is what you want to do? Uh, this is, I mean, Kansas City's having some fun with this, and deservedly so, Hans, because this is a monumental mistake by the 49ers. Yeah, man, that's a big mistake. No question about it. Probably cost them the Super Bowl. I just, I'm just blown away by what happened, and, and now Kansas City gets to rub their everybody's nose in it a little bit, too. And my our Kyle Shanahan continues to say, "Oh, you know what? It's uh, we just wanted that third possession." Well, if you if you're anticipating that third possession, you better anticipate scoring a touchdown because if there's any concern whatsoever that you're not going to score a touchdown, you better take that ball second. And sure enough, they get down there and they move the ball down. But when you as soon as you kick that field goal, I don't know how it was at your party, but. Everybody in our party, when they had to line up and kick that field goal, like, oh, this game's over. There's no way they're winning this game. This thing's done. 
Yep. Well, at least Kyle Shanahan can pin it on Steve Wilkes because he's fired him. So, can't believe it. I, I mean, you go to the Super Bowl and, and you fire your defensive coordinator. Just starting to come down the line. Says uh, that uh, it was announced. I, I, I Did you know that they were going to fire Steve Wilkes? Or, or do you no. heard any rumors nope. about that? Not a bit. Because um, yesterday, I was reading a comment yesterday from Kyle Shanahan. He said expected to keep his coaching staff intact. Um, he said that there were some different conversations that needed to be had, but here we are now getting the announcements that defense coordinator for the 49ers, Steve Wilkes, has been fired after just one season. I, I guess on the way out, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm like, yeah, Steve Wilkes was responsible for all overtime information. <laughs> because there's no other way to really distance yourself from this. That is a, a stink that's going to be on you for a long time. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I think it's, uh, you gotta, somebody's gotta be the fall guy, I guess. I don't know. Um, I just, uh, I, your DC, I mean, I thought for the most part, defense was pretty okay in that game. I mean, look, it's Kansas City. Kansas City's going to move the ball. They're going to score some points. And for the most part in that first half, I thought they played pretty well. Um, and and had the offense been able to continue to play like they did, and I think play calling was a huge issue in that game. And I think that there was a, a significant issue um, with their lack of commitment to the running game when you had Christian McCaffrey, who was getting about four yards a crack, and yet you wanted to let Brock Purdy continue to do his thing. I just... Look, this is this is the third time Kyle Shanahan has had some big snafus in a Super Bowl, and a lot of it can go back to offense. And defensively, yeah, probably wasn't great. Probably needed to have some hard hard conversations. But based on all of this that happened in the Super Bowl, defense ranks probably third of the things that I was concerned third or fourth with what concerned me the most about what happened for the 49ers in that Super Bowl, but yet he's the guy that's got to take the fall for the whole thing. Well, Scotty, this story is continuing to evolve. I'm sure you're seeing all the different information and, and, and it's it's hard to transition out of it. And my mind is so caught on it. Now it, it is being reported that 10 people were in fact shot. Three are currently in critical condition. One is in fact dead. So, as Scotty and I mentioned coming into this segment, this is news that is just going to continue to evolve and we don't want to get out in front of things and misread things or misreport things. But the official report coming from the Kansas City Fire Department is 10 people shot, three currently in critical condition, one has now passed away. So... I just the the level of of heartbreak and the level of disgust for these things where you get a group of people that are so excited to take their kids out and stand on these parade lines and be able to celebrate something that's really cool for their city. And, you know, in order for you to really put it in perspective, you got to draw it to home. You know, let's say 
University of Utah or BYU or the Utah Jazz won some championship, and, and we're all lined up, and we've got our kids out, and we're so proud of our community and so proud of our players, and shots start ringing out. You know, I just to, to try to bring home the, the level of shock and disgust and fear and dismay, you have to draw it back to home. And when you, when you think about this being in our home, and and what this does to a community and what this does for any celebration. Now you're just always got your head on a swivel. And Scotty, I don't know if, if you're that way, but I'm that way. I'm not that way when I'm alone. But when I'm with my family at any event, now my head's always on a swivel. And I'm always thinking, okay, where am I? Who's allowed here? What you know, what kind of what kind of crowd is this? How much danger am I currently in? And these images are really tough because, you know, these parade lines, these parade routes are set up with all kinds of security. You know, they've got all kinds of law enforcement and people trying to check and people trying to be alert and aware. And when you're talking about four or five hundred thousand people plus that are lining roadways, you, you can't check it all. And the last thing we need in this country is more fear. And what better way to strike fear in a country than going out to one of our biggest celebrations after the most watched event and firing shots? Ten people currently shot, three critical, one passed away at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade. And I just can't even believe it. I, I, I... Two people are apprehended. I do want our listeners to know that, Scotty. Two people are apprehended. But this now becomes the talking point. It's not about championships and the return and Andy Reid's push and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid squashing it and Patrick Mahomes looking for his fourth. Now it's this. And it's horrific. And I feel sick. And you and I have to be on air when this stuff is breaking. And there's just no other way for me to get my mind away from it yeah and and there's no great reasonable way to talk about it either you know honestly i mean you know and and it always feels weird you know because you know everybody's and i said it already i mean but you don't know what else to say you know because everybody's going to tweet out thoughts and prayers and and those are true like you know you're going to give your thoughts you're going to give your prayers you're going to do all that stuff but it doesn't feel like it's doing anything because these things continue to happen. And so, but, but, and everybody's got an opinion on how to fix it, but nothing ever seems to change. And so, you know, and so I'm sure, you know, Twitter's already a buzz on, on blaming everybody else for it. And you just like, Hey, let's, you know, <laughs> your hearts are breaking for the, you know, somebody just lost a, a mother or a father or, or, or somebody, you know, you know, there's families that just got ripped apart today and, I don't, you know, I, you, you feel disgust, you feel horrified because people are just out there trying to enjoy a great celebration and celebrate their team and come together as a community. And this crap has to happen. And it just, I mean, somebody today, there are multiple families that are going through the worst day of their entire lives today. Absolutely. Their worst entire day. And what's supposed to be a great celebration. And here we are. And I don't know what to say, and I don't know how to handle it, and I don't know, 
how to fix it or or any of that stuff. But I don't know. Well, I am watching the video that you were just describing and talking about. There are a couple of people that did tackle one of the current suspects in the shooting, and it looks like two 30, maybe 40-year-old adult males that were trailing and then eventually tackled another. It looks to be an adult male that was running from the situation, and he scuffled with these two men pretty hard, but these two guys hold him down, and then there's a female that is trying to motion to law enforcement that are just outside of the barriers, and it looks like law enforcement might have the other suspect that was kind of held down on the other side of the barricade, but and then everybody else is kind of running away from it. But it, it does look, according to this video, it looks like this might be yeah. the two suspects. It, it's certain. And then cops have now rushed over and are handcuffing, uh, handcuffing the guy that those two men brought down. And if that is, in fact, the shooter, these two guys that decided to risk their lives and and wrestle with this individual, uh, you know, and and that's really what it comes back to. Scotty, you know, you, you try to prop up the heroism and the people that do put their lives in, in front of their lives in, in front of safety and do what they need to do to try to stop whatever the situation is. But it's always hard when celebration turns into complete chaos. And, and I'm watching parents that have kids in strollers and kids in these uh, wagon wheel wheelbarrows that are that are trying to roll their kids out of the way and others that are running in panic, then a few that are, are running right at the situation looking to stop the the individual that may have been may have been shooting. Now again, these might not be the two shooters, but it certainly looks like with the commotion and the handcuffs, they were involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Um, again, we'll keep you updated on the situation. When news comes in, we'll share it with you. Again, I, we don't have uh, a lot of info on this, but uh, we will, uh, again, share what we have and, and, and pass it on as much as we can, Hans, as I know you're back in studio with Jake for uh, advanced windows and opportunity to save a little bit of money, too. That's what we're hoping to do, and advanced windows will help you whatever your need might be, and $3,000 off. But I want to talk about this $50 gift gift card, the Valentine's throw-in. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little way that we can give back to uh, our customers. It's Valentine's Day, special day. Um, yeah, we happy to do something like that. It's, it's exciting. Add something else to this. A $50 gift card to the Market Street Grill if you do, in fact, decide to go with advanced windows, including $3,000 off 10 windows or more. And Scott has mentioned this in the past, Jake. $3,000 off 10 windows or more, that's a hefty percentage of the windows cost. I I know that people might be thinking, oh, they can give $3,000 off because it'll be a $300,000 job. No, no, no. 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 That Far from that. Yes, and that's where we talked about it kind of the last hit. If you have, if you've gotten a bid from another window company, we ask just to please give us a call and let us come out. Have call Rob right now. Have him come out to your house, and he'll be able to like talk through that other bid if you want. Um, but the sh- thing that is always shocking, and we had um, a customer. This was maybe a month ago. Who I was talking to uh, 
uh, one of our other specialists that had been in the customer's home. They called him kind of in like a panic, like, oh my gosh, windows are so expensive. Will you please give me a bid? I've had two companies come out and I don't know if I can do it. And they heard us on air. And so they called and when uh, um, our representative walked in the house, he starts going through, kind of getting an idea of what the, the home looks like, what the what they're looking for in their windows. And they they just kind of blurt out the, the price. And he's like, shocked oh my gosh no like look this is and then he's like stop stop yeah like stop let me just let's just drop pricing right now because that is what they were so worried about and we came in at no joke at half of the cost half half for a window that is manufactured here at a higher quality that is a lifetime warranty that you're not going to get the dealer run around half the price and and again these were other like national competitors that had been at their house um, big brands, and they had one that a company had come and knocked on their door. Uh, and so and if you're talking to anyone, you've gotten bids, and it scares you away, just give us a call. If there was a time in the past that you'd had somebody come in and give you a bid, try it again and yeah, see please. if this is something that fits. 801-850-9100. Write that number down or grab your phone and dial it in. 850-9100. 850-9100. Ninety-one hundred. Mention the show; you'll get the three thousand dollars off. If you decide to get the windows, they'll give you the fifty-dollar gift card for Valentine's Day. Get out there and get a steak and some crab legs, all courtesy of Advanced Windows. Jake, you're the yeah. best man. Hey, thank, thank you. you guys. Ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Have you seen the reports that uh, continue to trickle out that San Francisco really had no idea about the rule change in overtime? That's the coach's job. You got to make sure your players understand time, situation, etc. Do you think when the Niners said receive, Andy Reid was like, got him? That's I'm sure what Andy was thinking. Like, okay, they made a mistake. The strategy towards receiving first, because there is some, you can't win the game with a single score in overtime with the new overtime rules. So get Getting the ball third, technically, is really where the advantage is. So that, if you want to excuse the 49ers, would be the reason they did it, but they didn't know that. I think the Niners totally blew that Super Bowl. I think they just absolutely gift-wrapped it and handed it to the Chiefs. And I have no clue how Shanahan uh, still has a gig. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson, every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of Sports Roulette. We take some of the biggest storylines and put it on a roulette wheel. We spin it, and wherever that little white ball lands is what we end up talking about. 237. Hope you're all having a great Valentine's Day. Hope you got plans. Take care of your loved ones. Let's get you squared away. Make sure that uh, you're not sleeping on the couch coming up tonight. All right. Lloyd, fire up that wheel. Let's get going. A's to SLC, not looking great. Not looking good, Bob. I don't know if this is posturing hands or what's going on, but uh, the Oakland A's will meet with officials from the city of Oakland and county of 
Alameda uh, to, or excuse me, coming up tomorrow to discuss a lease extension at the Coliseum. Um, the uh, San Francisco Chronicle also reporting that the meeting will also involve Oakland Chief of Staff Lay Hansen, also members of the City Council, in hopes of extending the lease that will end after this season. The A's need somewhere else to play through the 2028 season when they expect to open up their stadium in Las Vegas. We talked to Bob Nightingale yesterday. He thought the chances of the A's coming to Salt Lake or, I guess, Draper uh, was a long shot at best, and now they may stay put in Oakland. And, frankly, a lot of it just comes down to the money, um, whether or not that you know Comcast pays them anywhere in the range of 66 to $70 million a year. Uh, they would forego a good chunk of that, if not all of that, if they come to Utah. They would uh, forego a part of that if they end up going to Sacramento. And so the A's, who are already uh, cash-strapped, must feel like, well, maybe we can make something work out if we can uh, we can work something out if we can stay in Oakland. Um, but, uh, again, I think maybe our hopes of getting this team in Salt Lake City for the short term might have taken a big hit because it would not surprise me if they find a way to get this deal done. So they're talking to Oakland just for the short term as well, right? I mean, because yep. oh, yeah. the, the Vegas mayor started the position. It feels like Vegas is starting to flex and push back a little bit. Like, we don't need you, but if you want to come, it's going to be on our terms. It's weird how they're acting. And so my my fear and my wonder is, do they start these negotiations to stay short term and end up saying, well, should we just stay and we'll just hang out? And then Vegas gets in the expansion talk in the West. That's one of my biggest fears is oh, yeah. if Oakland stays put and then they go to expansion and Vegas is like, hey, we want a team. I'm hoping Major League Baseball remembers this moment. They're like, yeah, you had one. You flexed your muscles. You tried to act like the tough guy. You lost your chance, Charlie. So we're giving it to, to Utah. Like, because if Oakland stays, if they're if they – fall back into friendship and good relations and end up staying, then Vegas is probably the premier spot for expansion. I I just don't want to see that happen. No, no, because Major League Baseball is going to have a team in Las Vegas. That is that is going to happen in some way, shape, or form. They want Vegas. They will get Vegas, whether it be the A's or whether it be an expansion team. And if you're Salt Lake City and you want that expansion team, you hope that the A's follow through with this. And I think they will. Because John Fisher is all about the money, and he knows he's wanted to be in Vegas. He knows he he can make way more money in Vegas than he can in Oakland. Uh, I just think it's ridiculous that uh, that you're going to go and have this team play in front of. And they they've said that the average attendance has been somewhere in the range of you know nine to ten thousand. Uh, but in reality, I've talked to people who say the actual headcount of these games are anywhere from like three to four thousand people. Like it's nobody's showing up to these games because why would anybody in Oakland go to a major league baseball game when they know that that team has given up on them? So they're going to play in front of nobody. Yeah, you get your TV money, but I do know that the Miller Group has done everything they can to provide incentives for the A's to come to Utah. Uh, to try to make up that difference. Now, they may not make up the full 70, but they're doing a lot to make sure that they can cut the cost necessary so that they do not feel the pinch as much as you would think of losing all that money. There's a great option here in Utah. I hope the A's look at it and realize, hey, these guys could be playing in front of eleven to 12,000 sellout, loud, boisterous fans in Utah, night in and night out. 
they'll make the it'll be in a great venue in a state-of-the-art stadium with uh, a great atmosphere great backdrop with the mountains uh, a community that absolutely supports loves and adores this team or you could just play in a cavernous stadium that nobody's at with no vibe to it at all no atmosphere and that's it i mean what 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 direction do you want to go and i will say that Salt Lake or that the, the Miller Group has done everything they can to make this as as good as possible. And now, whether it happens or not, doesn't look great at this moment. But you know, things can change at change in a moment. But I sure hope it does. And one other point that Bob Nightingale made: they haven't even seen stadium renderings from Vegas. And I know it's assumed it'll be in that Tropicana area, but he was saying that it's not. It's not a fact. It's not for sure. I, I don't like that all of this is up in the air, and and that makes me wonder: is is Oakland renegotiating, saying we're going to need ourselves more time because they're trying to push, and we don't want them to have the upper hand. We don't even know what the stadium's going to look like. We don't even know where it's going to be placed, and we're going to go take a temporary stay in Draper. Well, we better have better plans on the horizon and so it, it now it just feels like we're back to square one on this scotty to a large degree yeah uh yeah if they if they settle in on this deal in oakland and if they stay i'm not i'm not crazy concerned but my concern level goes from like a one to a four maybe a five for sure um because the more they stay there the more the players want to stay there and then maybe that gives them time to work out a stadium deal that they feel like is more beneficial. I, I, I want that team out of Oakland ASAP. Whether it's Sacramento or Utah, I want them out of Oakland completely. Get them out of there. Don't even entertain the opportunity of staying there because you're right. This isn't about the A's in Salt Lake City. This is about Major League Baseball in Salt Lake City full-time, 1,000% with its own franchise. And the way you do that is get that team as far away from Oakland as possible and make sure that they get to Vegas. Because, as you mentioned, Major League Baseball will be in Vegas, whether it's an expansion team or whether it's the A's. And if it goes the expansion route, then Salt Lake City's off the table for sure. All right. uh, One more, Lloyd. Spin it. Gotta love the drama. Well, this BYU Central Florida game last night was just full of drama, and I got to watch it and I had a blast with it. I actually put out a clip or two. You can go check those out at 97.5 Hans, and one of them was a push-off, and, and I think maybe tomorrow we'll have a little bit of a conversation of what's going on offensively, not just in the NBA, but just the world of basketball, Scotty, because these off-arm, these non-dribbling arm movements are, are getting a little bit out of hand, but... I'm not going to act like BYU didn't get the calls because they got the calls. And they had 40 made free throws. Remember, we were, we were talking about their free throw issues against Kansas Kansas State where they hit whatever it was, 46% or 48% of their free throws. They went 40 of 46 from the line last night Jeez. against Central Florida. 40 makes it tied the Marriott Center um, record that was set back in 1997. 40 makes is a lot. That is a ton. But I will mention that a lot of that was Central Florida playing to put them at the line game to try to catch up. And they put Jackson Robinson at the line a lot. And 
a couple of things. Um, man, there's a lot of things I love about this team. Uh, there, there's parts of Spencer Johnson's game off the dribble that I love. And in the first half of that game, Spencer Johnson did some really nice things off the dribble. And I want to continue to see that. Um, I love Ali Khalifa's game. I love his passing game. And I love even some of his scoring game. But, Scotty, one thing that needs to be corrected, when he goes out to the perimeter to defend, being able to guard and defend any type of smaller, more athletic body, taking him off the dribble when he's out there, that was a problem last night. I'd like to see that get better. Jackson Robinson continues to just be the boss. Right there at the end of the first half, he hit a deep three, chucked a deep three and got an and one. So he hit the three and got the and one. And then he hit a three just as the buzzers were sounding. Jackson Robinson was clutch at the free throw line when Central Florida was making a push back. He was he was great. And you just see a lot of gutsy effort from this BYU basketball team, man. They're they're good and they're scrappy. And and um and Central Florida, they they were scrappy too. They made a push to get back in that game. It was it was an eleven point lead with one minute and twenty eight seconds left, Scotty. Eleven yeah. point with one twenty eight left, and they hit some of the most crazy shots. And then there was a missed free throw on the back end of a, a two, and they Central Florida rebounded it, fired it out to the perimeter. It was knocked down for a three. Yet another one that was fouled in the motion and put up a three off his back foot with 11 seconds left. And they actually had a last-second heave to win it after being down 11 points at a minute 28 left. So it was full entertainment. You want to see Waterman and Johnson and Robinson and Khalifa. You want to see them in these games. And, and until you see them really in these games – it leaves you with a lot of room to grow and a lot of complaints for, for Pope to clean up. But all of us that get to watch it, man, it's full entertainment. And I, I get it. A lot of free throws down the stretch to try to get, you know, Central Florida back in this game. But I can't remember a game where a team was plus 26 in free throw makes. Yeah. Plus 26. Now, because wild. Central Florida was abysmal from the line. They were 14 of 26. They shot a bunch of free throws. And they were 53%. BYU is 40 of 46, plus 26 points in free throw makes. Not attempts, but makes. I mean, that's just, that's a ridiculous number. Unbelievable. All right, Hans and Scotty will wrap this thing up next. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is, this is DJ and PK. Joined now by Jason Cole, senior writer for the 33rdteam.com. I think one of the most fascinating things about Andy Reid is he doesn't sweat the control of other human beings the way a lot of coaches classically do. There's a lot of coaches out there who would have worried about the fact that Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. Andy Reid looks at him and goes, no, cool, thanks, right, what are we doing? And that's the genius to me of Andy Reid is you let your guys be guys, run them as football players, allow them to be the human beings they want to be. And that's why I think he can sit back and actually enjoy the process of coaching and running games rather than worrying about a lot of stuff that he has no control over. 
Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. On the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. Yeah, we've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Standing here beside you Want so much to give you This love in my heart Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Join JJ and Alex coming up on Thursday, tomorrow, 3 to 6, at the RV show at the Mountain America Expo Center, the one stop marketplace for every kind of outdoor recreational vehicle. Tickets available at utahrvshow.com. Hey, if you missed our conversation with Bill Burr, it is available at uh, kslsports.com. You can also get it on our podcasting platform, whatever platform you'd like. Just search Hans and Scotty, and you'll get it there. But, Hans, that's uh, that's a conversation you and I are going to remember for a long, long time. Man, he's so good. And please take Scotty and I's advice. Make sure you know what you're buying and who you're going to. He's not going to fit a, a lot of, uh, of maybe our community's thoughts and standards, but know what you're going to it's just if you're looking for good throwback old school comedy where people's feelings aren't taken into consideration that's bill burr because comedy isn't about feelings comedy is just about comedy and if you're not willing to go laugh then don't go if you're not willing to laugh then don't watch it don't listen but don't watch and listen something to something and be like oh i'm offended well stop listening you're choosing to listen for crying out loud. And Bill Burr just brings it the way he sees it. And I love that conversation, Scotty. He's just he's just a real person. And when he cut you off and was like, hey, look, <laughs> this country is more unified than it is divided. And I, and I hope people, especially in, in the wake of what's happening today, I hope people know that, that our communities and, and the people in this country, we still love each other. Full force, man. We love each other in different religions and races. And I know there's crazy wars going on and different race battles and all kinds of things. But just know, man, there's more love in this country than there is hate. We need to all focus on that. Well, JJ and Alex coming up next. Uh, Jake's hanging out with us, uh, Advanced Windows. And uh, can't thank you enough for stepping in and being a part of the show. You and Nate do such a tremendous job out there. You're part of the community. You're everybody's local. Everything's manufactured local. Uh, that's the reason not only do you get a high-quality product, you can back it up uh, with a lifetime service, but also uh, with a lifetime warranty, but also the fact that you can uh, get these things installed in 8 to 10 weeks. I mean, because... You're a company that does everything here. Yeah, that's, you're right. And uh, and with everything going on today, like it's you can just feel like that, the weight of that, and uh, with happening in Kansas City, and uh, like I think back, like kind of reflect and like what we're doing, like what why are we on here right now talking about this, talking about Windows, um, when something like this, you kind of puts everything in perspective, and like we're we're a part of the community. We we live here in Salt Lake. Nate, we, he and I both grew up here. Nate played football at the U, very well known. Um, had a great NFL career. I've lived here for most of my life. All of our employees are here. And it's a, we, we treat each other like family, like within the building. And you guys came out, you could feel that. Uh, yeah. Our 
customers are like family. And where it's like we, we want to take care of our people. The community, there are bigger things at play than uh, just windows. And and we can we, we recognize that. And so there are times like, look, that lifetime warranty, there's something that we are going to stand by our word. Uh, we're going to take care of our people, our customers, people that are loyal to us, that, that bring us business, that would then make it possible for us to provide for families within the business and uh yeah, we don't take that for granted, and but look, it's we're here to help those that like. Look, everyone has like different needs, and if one of the needs in your home are windows, and where you you can feel that draft, or you know it's getting summertime's coming and it's hot, like let it like give us a call and we'll genuinely take care of you. Yeah, and we're gonna there's from no the pressure. Heart. Yeah, from the heart. There's no pressure with when Rob comes out to your house. Like just call and have him answer your questions. And if it's right for you, it's going to be right for you, and we're going to take care of you. And it's, I promise it's not a decision you'll regret. This isn't a high-pressure sales yeah. pitch. This is just a, if you need windows and you want to save money or you want to make it a safer home, better locking yeah. systems, you need to customize, maybe you had a window break, just give them a call, 850-9100, $3,000 off 10 windows or more. That's very clear, very plain, yep. very simple. And it's a $50 gift card. To Market Street Girl just for Valentine's Day. Valentine's if you Day. decide Lover's to go Day. with yeah. advanced windows. Jake, thanks. And, and I know this was kind of a, a crazy tough day. Yeah. But um, I do want anybody out there that needs windows, 850-9100. Give advanced the call. Scotty and I back them. We love them. We love Jake and Nate. And we love the whole crew. So give them a try. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. JJ and Alex next, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.